You are listening to the Catholic Thinkers Podcast, a free treasury of instruction in the Catholic intellectual tradition. If you enjoy this lecture, please visit us at catholicthinkers.org forward slash donate. This is uh, Father James Scholl, and I would like to continue the uh, political philosophy uh, introduction program, and I want to continue with chapter two of at the limits of political philosophy. I will do this in two parts. Uh, they will be uh, put together as A and B of chapter two. Chapter two is entitled The Sequence of Political Philosophy. That is to say, what historical sequence in uh, uh, the sequence were dealt with in discussing political philosophy. The chapter begins with a quotation again from Samuel Johnson from his Rasselas um, novel called uh, Chapter 48, and it says this, But the beings uh, said, Nikaya, whom I fear to name, the being which uh, made the soul, can destroy it. He surely can destroy it, answered Imlach, since, however imperishable, it receives from a superior uh, nature its power of duration, and that it will not perish by any inherent cause of decay or principle of corruption may be shown by by philosophy. Philosophy can tell no more. That it will not be annihilated by him that made it. We must humbly learn from a higher authority. The whole assembly stood for a while um, silent and uh, collected. Let us return, said Rasselas, from this scene of mortality. How gloomy would these mission mansions of the dead uh, to him uh, who did not know that, the, that he shall never die, that what now acts shall continue its agency, and what now thinks shall think on forever the end of the quotation. The first section is entitled The Questions of Political Philosophy. Philosophy depends on political philosophy. The political realm must let what is not political have its own uh, arena to be, uh, to be pursued in its own right uh, if what is not political is to flourish. The understanding that non-political things exist is the prerequisite uh, for understanding the things that are political. Otherwise, what is not political will not be allowed presence within the realm of the public. The common good of the polity is a good that allows private and transcendent goods 
to exist. It is a recognition. It is a recognition that these goods are also its good and its own good, though not its own uh, competence. The basic questions of political philosophy are these. A. What is the best city and where is it located? Since there are many existing cities, their differences and likenesses uh, require us to ask which of these existing regimes is better and why? The answer to the question of what is the best regime may or may not be the same as the question of whether the best regime exists. The best regime, according to the classical uh, uh, writers, existed in speech, in argument, not in fact. This response was, uh, was brilliant and at the same time um, unsatisfactory. B, second question. What is the nature of human happiness? Political science asks about the nature of human happiness in general and separately about human happiness uh, as far as man is mortal in, in, uh, during the time he is on earth, during his mortality. These questions are not identical, but the happiness of man as long as he is in his mortal uh, condition, uh, consists in the action of, um, of uh, potentiality, in the actuation of potentialities that man receives from his given nature. Happiness, as Aristotle put it, consists in the activities of the virtues. Even though man must be choose his happiness according to the right order of his given nature, he does not cause what it is to be happy to exist. He discovers this happiness already existing for him as a given, even as a gift. C. What is the relation of of politics to happiness. Man is by nature a political being. Man does not make himself uh, to be man. The sphere of politics is that of uh, making him good man in Aristotle's uh, terms, uh, where, uh, wherein good refers to the proper activities of all of the potentialities given to man by nature. These capacities are to be uh, activated uh, across, according to man's highest faculties of intellect and will. That is, he is to decide whether and how to activate them. He is right to be praised or blamed for his own self-rule. What is at issue is the happiness of a particular man 
not man in general, except in the mind, except in the mind, man in general does not exist. Only Socrates and Peter and Mary exist. Politics is the location of the moral virtues, so politics is the location of the moral virtues, uh, insofar as these virtues touch upon others. But the moral or practical virtues, however worthy in themselves, uh, naturally lead to the contemplative virtues, which are uh, the proper activities of man's highest faculties. These speculative virtues uh, transcend politics, but do not deny their um, naturalness nor their um, ordered orderedness uh, to uh, the speculative uh, virtues. The question of political philosophy also asks about the unity of the virtues and about the corresponding relation of the object uh, on which they are based. Next section on classical political philosophy. What is classical political philosophy? The search for the limits of politics for moderation is the effort to define what things are political and what things are not. Classical political philosophy recognized that the most immediate and difficult issue it had to face was convincing the politician to uh, claim confidence, competency for nothing more than politics. Man is a social and political animal in all of his activities. Man transcends the city, as, I, as Leo Strauss said, only by what is best in him, that is, by his speculative powers. In seeing what is required of the best city, we see, we see the limits of politics. Moderation characterizes classical theory because for it, there are truths beyond politics. To claim more of politics was inordinate. That is, it was a claim to uh, create reality, not to learn about it from what is. The books of metaphysics are legitimate books. Socrates responded to his voice at his trial uh, before the uh, politicians uh, who ruled the city to which uh, he belonged. Uh, the voice was not from Athens that he responded to. All actual cities uh, for the classical writers are less than the best. The best regime existed in speech in the argument that established its necessity, the argument which all young 
uh, potential philosophers must uh, recreate in their own souls uh, through study and discipline. The conclusion of this uh, recre recreation uh, is the um, vivid, uh, intelligible, uh, real, vivid, real, intelligible realization that the best city must exist only in speech as far as human powers are concerned. The attempt to impose the best regime when it is not left in the mind uh, destroys any actual city uh, which is composed of individual human beings in finite uh, in finite interrelations and capacities. Rarely, indeed, never is any uh, polity composed unequivocally, uh, unqualifiedly by good human beings, certainly not of philosophers. Uh, the thought about the best man or the best regime, however, is a necessary consequence of thought about the variety of actual cities. Men who do not see how the problem of the best man or the best regime arises from actual living in the polity will not inquire about the theoretical best uh, and its location. Hence, they will leave themselves open uh, to, um, in modern times, to ideology. Ideology is a man-made substitute for the best regime. In classical times, men left themselves open uh, to a religion that was itself untested by philosophy. Socrates believed in spirits, but not in the gods of Athens. Statecraft is reflective on the order of the soul within the individual citizens. The polity is not something totally apart from the uh, from um, a virtuous or, or a vicious life of its members. The polity is composed of human beings acting uh, towards themselves or others virtuously or viciously. <clears throat> the differing regimes are classified uh, classifications of the differing ways that human beings can relate um, their uh, souls to the highest things. Politics falls into the category of relation, not substance. It is a, is a towards others, it is not a thing. They are not beings, states are not beings, autonomous or artificial, but ways of interrelatedness and action. The effort to uh, identify the, uh, the regime is, at the same time, an effort to judge the regime in its uh, moral status, in its goodness, or in its uh, evilness. Uh, this intellectual endeavor explains 
why political philosophy, uh, when honest, is a diff is a dangerous profession, since few uh, regimes are willing to know what they actually are. The second, the next section is entitled "Post-Aristotelian Political Philosophy." The late Greek and Roman uh, writers uh, did not agree with Plato and Aristotle on the nature of man and his uh, relation to the polity. The city for the post-Aristotelians, uh, the Stoics, the Epicureans, and the Cynics is not necessary uh, for man's perfection. The passing of the classical city-state into the Alexandrine or Roman um, empires left man um, with no um, intermediate intermediacy between himself and the all, the, the, the whole, as the Stoics put it. The wise man sought to withdraw from actual cities uh, towards the whole. The individual is to make himself incapable of being um, influenced by the emotions or the actions that go on in the world, in the post-Aristotelian view. Uh, these are the very aspects of man that, for the classical Greek uh, writers, made man political. That is, say that he naturally belongs to the city. In post-Aristotelian systems, uh, man shows his uh, superiority to nature and to pol and the polity by not allowing either uh, to affect him. Perfection is a political and independent uh, as, of anything uh, but the inner human will, so that the only perfection is found inside of us and has no relation to others. We are to show our superiority by being apathetic, apathy, that is, by not allowing anything to affect us, even our passions. Aristotle maintained that the passions existed and should be ruled and were in themselves good and indicative of uh, virtues, subject, and possibility. Moral virtues in the, in the new system affect, uh, after Aristotle, were held to surpass the theoretical virtues. Uh, this order was exactly the opposite of, the, of that founded in Greek classics, uh, where the uh, moral virtues were uh, ordained uh, to the theoretical virtues, whose purpose was to discover what is, to discover the truth. The order of the city uh, decided the order of the gods uh, uh, for the Pope Aristotelian, not the other way around. It was that the city was that what determined what the gods were. Civil theology 
not natural or revealed theology ruled the city whose uh, good um, uh, took priority over the over the gods and over the philosophy over philosophy in effect art became superior to prudence the city in which man lived uh, must be subjected to nothing but man himself. The roots of uh, modernity are already in the post-Aristotelians. The city, uh, the world, and the uh, individual are uh, 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 indifferent to each other. Um, but man rises superior uh, insofar as all that is uh, not his own uh, making uh, will be uh, incapable of affecting him. So he uh, it makes himself independent of every kind of thing. The next section is uh, scripture and political philosophy. The revealed religions initially existed independently of Greek philosophy. But eventually, the uh, philosophers uh, realized that uh, religion uh, was dealing with subjects familiar to, uh, to philosophy, uh, while the religious uh, uh, leaders uh, saw in philosophy either a threat to its legitimacy or a support for its teachings. What is the contribution of scripture to political philosophy. In the Old Testament, Yahweh transcends the world and its orders, including the polity. Politics is limited by the divine will, the divine law. Israel is subordinate to God and his commandments. Right civil uh, order is right order with God. The law is revealed. To live it is to live the precepts of Yahweh, uh, uh, precepts that include uh, love of God and love of the neighbor. The best polity is the polity of Yahweh. Other polities contained little worth unless they initiated the laws of, or imitated the laws of Yahweh. In Deuteronomy 4, Moses said, I have taught you uh, statutes and laws as the Lord uh, my God commanded me. Uh, these you must fully accept when you enter into the land and occupy it. You must obey them carefully, and thereby you will display your wisdom and understanding uh, to your people. Revealed law appealed to, to our understanding then. No specific political content is found in the New Testament uh, except that this was uh, most important 
to distinguish the things that are Caesar's and the things that are God's. And for the location of the uh, uh, origin of an authority, including civil authority, uh, which was God also, that is to say, the nature of authority, the, the need for authority. The things of Caesar's and the things of God are both legitimate. Uh, to find out what belongs to Caesar, to the polity, we must turn primarily to philosophy, not revelation. To find out what God is like, we turn to revelation. Caesar is uh, ultimately a uh, recipient of his authority. Uh, for he ultimately receives his authority from God as Christ at uh, his trial told Pilate, the governor. This uh, reception uh, need not be understood as uh, a direct um, donation of authority, but as uh, another uh, way of saying that man is uh, political uh, by nature. Uh, and requires the establishment of a polity on uh, political authority uh, for his own good and is bound uh, to uh, what man is and what is his nature and destiny, which are given and understood in uh, philosophy. New Testament revelation uh, implies uh, philosophy and proposes its completeness. The authority of, of Caesar is not fully uh, autonomous. Hence, Christ said to, uh, to Pilate, uh, you would have no authority at all over me if it had not been given to you by Yahweh. Uh, Peter and John said in uh, the act of the apostles that we should uh, obey God and not men. Taken together, these um, uh, statements about political authority meant that the uh, obedience of God required the uh, responsible uh, observance of men. Men in authority were uh, themselves subject uh, to the order of Yahweh, and uh, uh, not merely to themselves, and thus they were uh, limited. The very fact that authority uh, arose in human society and um, was necessary in a reason meant that the origin of human nature uh, in God it confirmed the classical Greek notion that man was by nature political. Man was to live in a political order in which uh, some authority was necessary for man's own good and completion. The legal and constitutional working out of these two uh, differing 
legitimate areas um, of competency allows for a um, wide variety uh, of uh, relationships between religion and the state. What it does not allow is the absorption of one by the other. The next discussion is the uh, relation of faith and reason. What is the uh, connection between revelation and uh, politics? Let us propose several ways we might uh, formulate this relationship. A, uh, thesis one. Politics determined, uh, determines civil religion. This is Cicero in the Romans. Thesis two, revelation determines the political order, a theocracy. On thesis three, uh, both revelation and politics have their proper uh, spheres. Neither is complete in itself as an explanation of all things. But some of these uh, latter um, theories hold that reason and revelation can be contradictory uh, to each other and uh, still uh, live in side by side with each other, which is what is known as the true truth theory. Or um, others hold that both are harmoniously related to uh, the same purposes, to the same uh, body of action and um, and discourse. One does not contradict the other. Uh, both uh, aid uh, men in the clarification of their uh, position, which is the view of Aquinas. The theory of two truths, uh, uh, which came from the Arabs, Arab philosophers, Averroes, um, uh, uh, maintained that the uh, difference, differences between faith and reason could not be reconciled. Uh, one truth comes from uh, reason and one from revelation, and both of these truths were said to be true, but uh, philosophically they could be, uh, they could contradict, uh, be contradictory to each other. This contradiction meant that the same person could go about affirming two truths uh, with the necessity to act on them, but which were contradictory to each other. The next section is on scholasticism. The word scholasticism generally uh, given to Christian medieval thinkers uh, and held that the two truths uh, situation must be shown to be impossible. That is a, a contradictory truth of revelation and reason, both humanly and theoretically. Neither reason nor faith can uh, be saved this way. 
relevant but uh, diverse data of reason and revelation can be organized and related. The classification of what is political and what is philosophical, uh, what is a revelational, uh, are established in the uh, resolution of apparent uh, contradictions uh, between uh, reason and uh, revelation. The two truths are stimuli to discover the consistency of one truth that may be known uh, from different sources but which cannot be contradictory to each other. The next step is to discuss St. Augustine. Many of the most important uh, contributions to medieval uh, political philosophy came from St. Augustine, who died in 430 AD, who was a uh, member uh, of the still existing Roman Empire and not, uh, strictly speaking, a medieval man. Everyone reckoned uh, with him. Everyone thought about Augustine, not the least St. Thomas Aquinas. Augustine remains not only one of the most stimulating, but one of the most uh, well-known uh, men uh, in ancient or in any other period of time. St. Augustine practically invented in his confessions the art of uh, uh, informing us uh, what went on in our souls. Everyone must still reckon with St. Augustine. In political philosophy, St. Augustine was a follower of Plato in the sense that he recognized that Plato had uh, asked the right questions, namely, uh, what is the uh, best regime? It was a uh, question uh, that had to be asked if uh, we were to have um, any uh, philosophical integrity. St. Augustine uh, realized that with the uh, evidence he had at his disposal, Plato gave the right answer. The best regime uh, must be uh, located only in speech, only in philosophical uh, arguments. But that the best regime was based only in speech was not uh, accepted by St. Augustine. Politics for St. Augustine is the result of the fall. Agreeing implicitly with the Aristotle at the end of the ethic, Augustine held that coercive government ought not in principle to exist, but did so because of the uh, actual fallen uh, state uh, of man. This disorderly condition was uh, not rooted in uh, uh, human nature or in the polity. 
but in the human will. Evil or good is uh, uh, operative <clears throat> uh, no matter what sort of uh, a city one lived in. But any objective criteria, by any objective criterion, most men are, are sometimes good uh, and sometimes uh, quite bad. Augustine continued one line of political thought uh, from the classics. Political thought must account for the evil uh, actions of men as a fact to be uh, a fact of the public order. This fact often uh, required the use of force to um, uh, control uh, evil actions. The authorities in the state uh, itself uh, are not exempt from the evil uh, workings within themselves. St. Augustine acknowledged that members of any state, even the Roman Empire, could be members of the city of God. Members in the city of membership in the city of God, St. Augustine, which St. Augustine's phrase for all of those uh, who um, chose God over themselves uh, depended not upon civil uh, citizenship, but on grace and discipline. Yet, as St. Augustine also argued, these same believers ought, because of their belief, uh, be better citizens, uh, soldiers, uh, businessmen and craftsmen. St. Augustine did not see that this, uh, that the city of God, <clears throat> however much uh, it uh, answered the question of the location of the uh, city and speech, had no uh, effect on the world itself, um, doomed to pass away. The Roman Empire was ruled by a long succession of dying men, St. Augustine said. The search for the highest things and the um, accurate knowledge of the worst things, the city of God and the city of man in St. Augustine's uh, regime was legitimate. But neither city could be fully realized in this world. And St. Augustine was a direct inheritor of Plato. Uh, the, the central notion of politics, of philosophy, of political philosophy, the search for the best regime was itself legitimate. And this uh, concluded, this conclusion was the, was presented uh, to political philosophy through um, a revelation. They say, what is the location? Man was not, in essence, a, uh, a futile or uh, contradictory being uh, who had uh, been given unfulfillable desires uh, or goals. However much it seemed 
that way uh, from philosophy alone. So sometimes it feels like there is no answer. St. Augustine insisted that the uh, fulfillment of these goals was not of man's making, nor was it in this life. Grace with uh, the kingdom of God uh, was uh, primarily a gift, not uh, a direct uh, product of political prudence uh, or art or action. This position meant that all actual states were uh, defective and uh, uh, would continue uh, to be so in practice uh, and in theory. The foundations of the political or political realism is associated with St. Augustine. However important politics might be, the real uh, uh, drama and uh, action in the world had to do with the city of God and the city of man, neither of which uh, could be located in the uh, existing polity, but passed uh, through the hearts and um, choices uh, of each individual person. We hope you enjoyed listening to Catholic Thinkers. Please visit us at catholicthinkers.org forward slash donate to help us keep this content free.